0: Go. The Six Nations build up is cranking up on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from Wales women's Hannah Jones and Wales under 20s coach Byron Haywood as well but of course it's the start of the Six Nations shortly and all the squads are now in camp with the official launch of the tournament this week. Wales kick off in Dublin so before we hear from the Six Nations launch itself let's hear the reaction of Ireland captain Jonathan Sexton to opposite number and Lions colleague Dan Bigger's selection as Wales captain.
1: You know, I texted him the other night and said congrats and I said I'm not sure the ref's going to be too happy with having to deal with, <laughs> with me and him but there'll be two of us in it anyway uh, so yeah, he's, yeah very he's, very a very very he's a good choice, he's a good choice because he's a he's a leader and he's, a, he's obviously one of the first names in the team sheet and he's you know, a test match rugby player like I often refer to him. He's a great test match player, um, and you know, he's he'll yeah, be good for him, I think. Do so you often go into the stations a bit a bit beaten up carrying a few knocks
0: but this time he seems to be in pretty good pretty good place?
1: Yeah, no, like obviously it's not been in my control. Like I got the, the knee and ankle injury against New Zealand and uh, that kept me out for probably five, six weeks and then picked up COVID and, and then it was a struggle after that and then all the games been cancelled and I was staying on the bench last week uh, and then obviously got my chance today so look building well and I still have a lot more to, to do um, and get on top of before the before Wales in a couple of weeks.
0: So let's hear what Dan and Wales coach Wayne Pivak had to say at the Six Nations launch starting with Wayne focusing on the strength in depth rather than the
2: players missing. Yeah well certainly if you look back to the 2020 I think it was uh, autumn series we started to look at other players and building depth to add to the experience that we clearly have inside. So yeah, some of those players now have got 14, 15 test matches under their belt, Callum Shetty type of player. So from our point of view, the three uncapped players are there because they're playing well for their clubs. It's been great to see them in the environment the first few days. They're working very, very hard. It is a little bit depleted, obviously, from last season's squad that won the tournament. But from our point of view, that just adds to the challenge. And as we talk in camp, you know, when you miss a player or players with the experience that uh, we have, it's opportunity for others. And all those great players that are missing obviously got their first caps at some stage, and and were ready and played well. So uh, it's a challenge now to others in the squad to step up.
0: Dan, I was at the um, Bath vs. game of the weekend, and speaking to Johnny Sexton afterwards, he said he texted you and he heard about the captaincy, but he was also taking pity on Jacko Piper, having the the two of you in his in his ear all the way through the game. Will you? change your approach at all because the two of you, you both got strong opinions.
3: No, absolutely. It's one of those where I suppose me and Johnny are, are very similar in that sense. Want the will to win, desire to win, want every decision to go your way, want every moment of play to go your way. And I suppose with the captaincy being handed to me, it's, I, th- I think I, I'm actually really looking forward to it because I'm, I'm hoping that there's going to be a real sort of, you know, with the ability to actually, you know, to hear the decisions, to be explained the, the decisions and, and speak Clearly to the referees, it will give me a, an understanding of where they're at rather than just sort of not being allowed to. So I, I'm really looking forward to that side of it. And when I also said to Wayne, I didn't want it to change my sort of fiery character or personality and desire to, to want to win every moment of the game as well. So I think it's, it's definitely a balancing act, but one that I'm hoping that can come out on the right side of and we can push on and get some good results from.
0: And we saw in the England game, you can actually have a, a very positive relationship with the referee, a very helpful relationship. Do you think maybe you don't always get the credit that uh, that particular example, the cross kick sort of illustrated? For me, it's just, I'm I'm making
3: sure that I'm going to do what I feel is is right for the team. And I think it's just really important that the captaincy for me is more of a a tag. I think the way I would lead the team, the way I would be on the field is not going to change a huge amount. So it's more so just maybe the odd conversation with the referee and when you approach it in the right way you get a huge amount out of it and hopefully we, we can benefit from some good conversations and bits and pieces but I think we don't play well as a team it's going to matter very little if we have good sort of conversations with referees we're going to be on the back foot and conversely if we play well then then perhaps we'll get the rub of the green a bit more so it's all about focusing on performance first for me and worrying about the other bits and pieces afterwards.
0: Wayne there was a focus on on the Welsh teams not doing well in Europe but it's also the Irish all four of them have got through different format but the first time that's ever happened they're riding higher than they've ever done as a collective group obviously beat New Zealand confidence is just oozing through their veins is this one of the hardest times to go to Dublin do you think?
2: Well it's certainly not an easy time is it that you're right in everything you say but conversely we've got players that have come into camp that are excited they want to be in camp they are looking forward to the challenge and that's very much what rugby players want. They want to go up against some of the best. They want to challenge themselves and this group is no different. I echo Dan's words around wanting to win every blade of grass and if that's the attitude that we can have. I think uh, and we prepare well then we give ourselves every opportunity to be ourselves, express ourselves and do as well as we can. I think that's the attitude we're certainly going to take into this competition.
4: Could you talk to us a little bit about the approach that you're making to this Six Nations when it comes to mentality and trying to make sure that the players don't use that injury list as an excuse for not performing and using this as as training as opposed to being defending champions?
2: Well, we certainly addressed that on day one in camp, to be honest. Uh, Just talked around the squad, what we want to achieve in this competition, how we want to go about our work. And uh, as I say, the, the first couple of days, not just the new boys in camp, but everybody stepped up very nicely. Uh, we've seen some really good effort, the physical nature of and the intensity of the training sessions. So I think from where the boys have come from in club football, uh, we've made a, a pretty good start to um, the first week.
4: And obviously you've got Mr Bigger alongside you, having been named as your captain. Who else are you looking to really step up into leadership roles from your squad throughout this campaign to support him?
2: Yeah, well, like any great captain, they've got great lieutenants, haven't they, else had Dan there for a number of years and other senior players that help out. It's not about one person and so... We've got a uh, vice captain that we've named this time around, Adam Beard, and he's somebody that uh, we've asked to step up in the leadership role and to support Dan. And we've got guys like Alice Jenkins who did some captaincy work in the autumn series. So there are some good sort of younger players coming through that we believe it's their time now to stand up and and take some ownership as well as Dan um, being at the forefront of it.
4: So, Dan, the obvious question for you then is tell us how you found out who you told first and what does it feel like?
3: Wayne called on Sunday evening before the squad was announced, and just asked me would I'd be willing to do the job. And obviously, it's a pretty quick answer saying so "be delighted to do the job." And uh, I did say to him, "I said I didn't want it to change me as a person around the boys or around the group or anything like that," which he was more than happy with. So, yeah, really pleased. I actually had a few days off last week, so I phoned my grandparents first. I think they were happier than me about the news, really. And and then uh, on Monday evening, I had a Few messages of congratulations from all their neighbors so I was panicking that it was gonna break or the news is gonna break uh, and I was gonna be in a, in a bit of trouble with Wayne before I even started so Grandparents obviously running around all the neighbours on Monday Monday night telling them the good news and and things like that. But yeah, obviously you know absolutely delighted and under no illusions that with the injury list and the experience we've lost, it's very. You know, I'm, I'm sure that they're with Al and other boys. If they'd have been fit, it, it obviously wouldn't have been the case. But really, really sort of thrilled to step up and and try and put my stamp on it.
4: Obviously, you're on 95. The talk will build throughout the tournament about you approaching 100. How do you feel about the possibility of becoming a Welsh centurion?
3: Really proud, actually. First start out, you never think you can get anywhere near 100. I suppose because you never, you know, you've got to stay fit, your form's got to be good, and you have ups and downs and things. I think probably when when Wayne came in, I was on. I think it was my 80th cap was Wayne's first game in the Six Nations, and. I suppose from then it sort of became a bit of a possibility. Uh, you sort of thought, you know, you can cross them off and, and edge towards it, which is great, and I'd be really, really pleased and proud, and, and really, I feel uh, quite vindicated. Really, that I've, a lot of hard work and a lot of ups and downs in the career have, have got me to that stage. But it's very much not thinking it's going to be a hundred out. From my point of view, I want to way, way more than a hundred. I want to be able to make sure that I get to the next World Cup and, and make sure that this team's in a really good place. But yeah, absolutely it's impossible for me to sit here and say that it's not in my mind to think that, you know, you're a campaign away from getting to it. But also it's very much, you know, I want a fair few more than a hundred and, and some successful times as well. But I think as well, I I think I'd give up 50 caps tomorrow if it meant that we were holding the trophy at the end of this campaign. That's ultimately what is the most important thing for me is I've been lucky enough to to win this tournament a few times and the feeling After that, there's, you know, you can't replicate it. So, um, yeah, so a bit bit of mixed emotions on that, really. It's really important that we get off to a good start. And I think we're stressing this week is it's about making sure we get our own house in order. We're fully aware of what Ireland are going to bring and we've fully, you know, got a huge amount of respect for Ireland, their coaches and their players. But I think the biggest thing for us is if we can get ourselves in order and make sure we put our game out there, not try and absorb what they bring then I think that'll turn us in a much better place. Dan, um, just a word about Adam Beard as your vice-captain. What have you made of his progression over the last couple of years, playing for the Lions over the summer and sort of being number two this time around at the Six Nations? Yeah, he's been excellent, hasn't he, in terms of his development. I think it was 18 months or a year ago where Beardy missed out on selection, I think maybe for the autumn, and... I've got more time for people who go away, work at their game, aim to prove coaches, players, management wrong, and come back in. And I think that says a lot about him as a character. And that's what you want in a leadership role. And, and you want someone like that in your team. So his form has been excellent over the last 12 months and fully deserving of his place in the squad and as, and as vice captain and, and as a real sort of future leader of this team. But I've asked Beardy to step up in terms of, I don't want it to be my voice all the time that's that speaks in meetings and huddles so his voice in key moments is going to be key as well but uh, yeah as a player and and I'm absolutely thrilled for him and he he deserves everything that's being said about him. minute.
0: You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Quite a turnaround to be fair and well deserved. But of course, the Wales under-20s will also be playing their Six Nations tournament and head coach Byron Hayward announced his squad and coaching team. He also spoke to Graham Gillespie.
5: So you've obviously named the squad. Are you happy where you are at this point in time?
6: Yeah, so I am happy. You know, if I compare it with years gone by, we've managed to get two hit-outs against two decent premiership sides. So in terms of preparation, really, I think it's going really well. Obviously, there's a lot of work we're doing here. You'll never be happy and satisfied as a coach, but you always want more time. But I think we're in a decent place. We're going into Ireland next week.
5: You've named quite a large squad. Is that because of the times we are in with COVID, etc.?
6: Yes, definitely. I think the biggest learning for us was before Christmas where we um, we had a game against Scotland, in for the 18th of December. And the week leading to that, we had a good couple of weeks preparation. And that week, you know, one of the two of the boys tested positive and we had to cancel the game. So the positives that come from that were that we knew we had to carry a larger squad in Six Nations because of those issues.
5: Speaking of the squad, I think there's about 10 that are returning from last uh, season. How important are those guys for the rest of the group?
6: Yeah, they'll be massive because that second year, just not from a playing point of view, but from a maturity point of view as well, it's massive. And it's quite a big allocation coming back Usually, average maybe sometimes between six to eight. So I think 10 is quite a decent number for us to get back this year and we're looking for them boys to step up, which they are. In fairness, they're really leading the group. We're talking well in meetings, and uh, they're leading well on the field as well.
5: You've named Alex Mann as captain. He obviously captained uh, last time around. What what qualities do you see in him as a captain?
6: Uh, I think he's an exceptional young man. He's very mature, unbelievably driven to be successful. And he just sets exemplary standards really on and off the field and demands the highest of standards from the players around him. And, and you can only do that if you lead by example on the field, and that's mm-hmm. in training and playing. And, and he does that. And, you know, I, I dare say it and compare him to, you know, the likes of Sam Wobden and Ellis Jenkins, you know, particularly you knowing working with Ellis when he was at this level. And I see a lot of those qualities. He'd be an exceptional captain for us this year.
5: So overall, how would you describe the squad that you've selected? Where are the strengths, do you think? Excited and enthusiastic about our backs.
6: And our strength will be playing a game that's not structured. On the two games I've seen, the more we ability-wise, I think we're certainly going to be a better, more stronger team from counter-attack, turnover ball, and keeping the tempo of the game very, very high.
5: I suppose it'll help. Also, you got someone like Harry Williams at Scrum Harvey. He, he likes uh, running from the base, doesn't he? He's quite an exciting player as well to get your backline underway.
6: He is. He is for sure. And um, it was good to see him back last night having 20 minutes. And he finished the game with an excellent try at the end. So he's certainly a threat, Harry. And um, I've also been happy with the, the other boys playing nine as well. Morgan and Harvey have done a good job.
5: So, you yourself, you're no stranger at the end of the 20s. Are you enjoying being back at this group?
6: Yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, like, we've got a real good coaching group. The environment's good; it's healthy, it's challenging as well, which is what it needs to be from a coaching perspective. And and I think the players seem to be enjoying it as well. You know, and what goes on off the field reflects on the field. Players, you know, we've, we've given them a license to express themselves. We don't want to give them over structure, no too much systems. You know, it's more about them expressing their talent. Mm. So they, they're all there for the reason they have talent. And I keep reiterating that to him that you're in this room because you have a talent and you just can't express it. It's up for us to, to nurture and bring that talent out of them because there's plenty of it there.
5: You uh, just mentioned uh, briefly the coaching uh, squad. Do you want to just go through uh, through the coaches for us?
6: It's full of experience and inexperience, which is particularly with Sean, coach at a level for a long time, and he's played at the highest level. Which you know he's only 34, but. He's already coached regional rugby and he forced to retire through injury early in his career and he's been coaching for probably the last eight years at the Scots the academy and first team. And Craig is doing an excellent job with defence. I mean, our defence was outstanding last night. Probably really won us the game. We only had 38% possession, so constantly asking me questions about defence and we're working together and I, I just think it's a real good, healthy working relationship for the coaches that Quite happy to question each other and for the better of the team and on our growth as well as coaches.
5: The opening game obviously against Ireland and Musgrave Park, it's a bit of a tough place to go. What sort of expectations have you placed on the boys for the campaign ahead?
6: Our expectations will be to win a Grand Slam because if we're in sport to come second best, then we I know, should be in sport. I don't know where we achieve that, not it's two different things, but our expectations are to go and win every game we play.
5: I mean, just from your brief time back at this group um, in the last couple of months. Do you see any players there that you think yeah this kid's going to be special?
6: Yeah, there's quite a few of them actually, because a couple of the boys who are young have surprised me. I think the two games we played, Cameron at the fullback, he looks very, very classy. Got so much time, runs on top of the ground on a heavy pitch and everywhere last week. He looked like he was running on a fast track and beats defenders very easily, very exciting. Um, he's given us a lot of attacking options. I think he's a he's definitely a big prospect. Um, I like Eddie James in the centre. Got a great offloading game. Big boy. I've already mentioned you know Alex obviously as a captain. Eh, I I could go on. I I guess, but we learn a lot more in five games time.
5: The future's bright. There's plenty to look forward to. Then.
6: Yeah, for sure. I'm certainly looking forward to it and watching these boys go.
0: Finally, a chance to hear from another of Wales's newly professional women rugby players. Back, Hannah Jones was always one of the favourites for a professional role after being part of the wider Team GB squad for the Olympic Sevens. She reflected on her reaction on being offered one of those professional contracts.
7: Really shocked, to be fair, but really happy. At the time, I think I was with my family, so we got told we could tell our close friends and family. So I was just really excited and As cliche as it does sound, it is a dream come true for me. I've been waiting for this personally for for a long while. I had a little bit of a taste of going full-time with GB, so I'm very lucky and very honoured to have a Welsh contract offer to be in Wales. It's a massive privilege. With yourself and Jazz, you've already had a taste of having contracts and seeing the benefits of that. How much improvement do you think we can expect to see then from all 12 players as a whole in time for the Six Nations? Yeah, steady and slowly, but like we've got the time now. Girls are not in full time work. We're not tired. We've got time to recover. You know, you've got that contact time with a coach. You've got more time to do your skills. Focus on your nutrition. So I think fitness-wise, and say body fat, that type of area and skills, them definitely be an improvement going through into the Six Nations. Your um, PGCE studies, then. Can you just talk us through? You know, is that paused? To be fair, the university had been really supportive and they said straight away, as soon as I let them know I had a contract, they were like, go for it. Like, not many people have this opportunity, like, you're young, your body's still working, like, go for it, you can come back to teaching any day. So I was pretty landed, I had that response and they said, once you get a gap, you know, I've got four weeks left in a placement, we'll fit you in somewhere and then I'll be a qualified teacher then. So, what do you think your week is going to look like going forward? What's the kind of situation with, with club as well? So Mondays and Tuesdays, we're in say about eight thirty in the morning. We've got gym and rugby, and then on that Tuesday, then we leave in the afternoon after doing some rugby and skills to go to club. Same on the Thursday, then, and then Friday, we're back in then for say analysis or some skills on a gym session a light gym session before playing on a Saturday but we've got the the time in the afternoons to recover we've got that Wednesday and Sunday off so it's individualized like you either do a bit of yoga you walk the dog that type of sessions are on a, on a Wednesday and Sunday trying to recover then for the next week. Starting out was it easy to find places to play for can you maybe think of any of those and, and just look how far things have come on now? When I was younger, I started playing when I was seven years old. I played in um, a mixed team, so girls and boys. And then you hit that age of 13. And I was a bit worried because there were no local clubs where I lived, in Brahman, so I I had to travel to Neath to find a club. And even there, the age grades weren't great. Like, I had to have a special dispensation to play up to the under-15s and then another special dispensation to play senior rugby. for, for me... I probably missed a few years there where I could have developed even better having that structure in a club, but compared to what is now and the opportunities that girls have today, it's absolutely amazing. So it's really exciting to see what what type of players we can produce now in Wales and to have us to inspire and actually be, be their job now. So there's an extra motivation there to be like, right, I want to be a rugby player. Like when I was little, I wanted to be a rugby player. But I never saw these players or it wasn't a thing. I had to look at England or New Zealand or go abroad to play, which I did do for a little while, moved to Australia and played Pro 7. So I'm just glad that the opportunities are coming here in Wales.
0: And you mentioned that time with Team GB and seeing what it was like. Obviously, a lot of the England players were involved in that. Some of them have been professional for sort of three or four years. How long do you think it can take that bridge to be made a lot, lot shorter?
7: I'm not quite sure on time-wise. We've got to take it slow and you know, Just because we've had these contracts now doesn't mean we're going to see results straight away. Like I said, we can see results and skills, uh, fitness, body fat, you know, we've got control of what we do day in and day out. So hopefully like little changes every day and consistent changes, we'll see results further on. But um, with a gap time, I'm, I'm not sure, but hopefully we're not too far behind. But we're set now for the next generation to, to, to catch up as well.
0: So of course, next week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast will be full of the build-up to that opening Six Nations game in Dublin against Ireland. Until then, goodbye.